Hi everyone, Cesar Hernandez here recording a mini episode of the Mexican Soccer Show. I'm going to be focusing on the, the midweek uh, Jornada in Liga Mekis, uh, week 11. Uh, I originally actually recorded this last night, so Wednesday night, after going to see Cholos versus Morelia. Uh, but then I woke up this morning and uh, saw some news regarding Chivas manager Tomas Boy, or should I say former Chivas manager Tomas Boy, and I decided I should probably re-record this segment. So let's first start with that match on Tuesday, which led to the firing of Boy. So um, if you didn't get a chance to see the game, it was a 2-4 to four loss uh, for Chivas against Pachuca. Uh, this is uh, in Guadalajara. There was no lack of criticism from Mexican sports papers regarding this loss for Chivas at home. And this morning it was announced that Tomas Boy is no longer managing the team. Um, I imagine some Chivas fans are happy that Tomas Boy is uh, no longer manager. And some Chivas fans might also be a little confused or worried because this is just two days ahead of a massive rivalry game against Club America this weekend. But, uh, but as for Pachuca, uh, that 4-2 win, uh, that was uh, you know, mostly thanks to Franco Jara's uh, goal and assist. And uh, thanks to that, uh, they were able to clinch their fourth win of the season, a spot back into the top eight. And uh, with a roster with players with like Edwin Cardona, Victor Guzman, Sambuesa, Ricardo, and others, I mean, I definitely think that Pachuca should 100% be a playoff team as long as they're playing at their best because we've seen some ups and downs uh, from them so far this season. Oh, so, so from other games from Tuesday, let's let's look at Gretro 1, Necaxa 2. I think there was kind of a battle between two of the more surprisingly strong teams in the first half of the season. When you think of Gretro and Necaxa, you don't traditionally think about Liga Mekis superpowers. Um, and although Querétaro had the home field advantage and more shots on target during the, the match, it was Necaxa who sneaked through with a 2-1 to one win. Uh, one of those goals came from Necaxa's Mauro Quiroga. Uh, definitely a name to continue to keep an eye on this season, uh, if you haven't already been keeping an eye on him, because he now has six goals so far this season, so he's one of the top goal scorers of the tournament. So then let's look at Tigres 0, Puebla 1. So let me say that again. Tigres 0, Puebla 1. Probably one of the more shocking results of uh, the Liga Mekis season. Uh, There's a late goal from Lucas Cavallini that helped steal the win for, for Puebla. And I and although they got that win against a very powerful Tigres squad, I highly, 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 highly doubt that Puebla will be making a late playoff push. But if they can beat Tigres at home, you feel like, I don't know, maybe anything is possible there. And as for Tigres with that roster, they really need to start picking up their pace, gaining more points. Because although they're on the cusp of sneaking into the top eight, they're currently winless in their last six uh, Liga Mekis matches. All right, so let's look at uh, the other match from Tuesday night, which is Leon 1, Atlas 1. Uh, Leon looked like the better side. Uh, if you're looking at stats, if you're looking at shot-based XG stats. Uh, Atlas were a bit lucky uh, to walk away with an away draw. But still, even for, for Leon, even though they, they couldn't get a win there, they remain undefeated uh, in their last seven games. And uh, they're going to finish in midweek uh, in the top three spots. Okay, so now let's look at Wednesday's games. We have to start with Santos showing no mercy Veracruz, basically making shark stakes out of Los Tiburones with a 5-0 thrashing. Uh, Brian Lozano and Diego Valdez both finished with a goal and assist. And uh, also, 
And uh, just a little side note, this is also Santos side that went down the 10 players in the 67th minute. So not exactly the best showing from Veracruz, but it's not really that surprising uh, for a Veracruz side that have zero Liga Mekis wins in over a year. They're the only Liga Mekis team without a win this season, and they're in dead last. Uh, they didn't have a single shot on target in this game, so... I know, with, with all that in mind, you, I don't know, you, you do wonder whether this is one of the worst Liga Mekis teams of all time, if not possibly the worst. I don't know, I don't know, but, but it's definitely not a good season for them. All right, now let's look at Juarez 1, America 1. Uh, more problems for America ahead of the Clasico Nacional against Chivas, although definitely not nearly as bad as the problems that we've seen from Chivas so far this season. But uh, either way, I'll let uh, Resaca Americanista USA pod, so Eagle, aka the Eagle iPod, provide a summary uh, of this game uh, from an America perspective. And they one of their tweets was, another two points dropped in a subpar game in Juarez. With plenty of mistakes and marking and little offensive display, the team have plenty of work ahead of the Clásico. Uh, let's look at the other uh, match from Wednesday, which was Cruz Azul 1, Monterrey 1. Cruz Azul had a total of 22 shots in this game in comparison to the only the four that Rayalos had. And if we're looking at XG stats, Cruz Azul had a 1.9 score against a 0.7 from Monterrey. So it clearly looks like this is a big opportunity missed for Cruz Azul for a win, uh, especially when they are still chasing a spot back in the top eight. But... Uh, uh, but still, getting a draw against Monterrey isn't exactly uh, the worst uh, result to have. Okay, so let's uh, close things out with Cholos 3, Morelia 2. I was at the match. I saw a handful of VAR calls. I saw two missed penalties from Tijuana. But this still feels like a deserved result for both teams. Uh, it was a good win for Cholos, although manager Oscar Pareja mentioned after the game that his team still needs to show the same fight and perseverance away from home. And also, I want to give a quick shout-out to probably my, my highlight of the game uh, from Mauro Lainez, uh, who scored the game winner for Tijuana. Uh, so during the 78th minute, he was certain, so nervous about a penalty for Cholos that he crouched down onto the ground and uh, refused to watch the penalty. Cholos missed the penalty, and then a minute later, he ended up scoring the game winner. So that was uh, kind of a cool, cool moment to see there. Also, uh, one quick thing I wanted to add regarding Cholos versus Morelia because I want to want to go through something that is personally one of the bigger storylines storylines regarding Liga Mekis, and that's uh, regarding the recent initiative to end the goalkeeper chant. Uh, I, th I think I think the Liga Mekis and the Mexican national team have been fairly lazy when it comes to this issue, but it was good to see last week uh, a more reinforced effort to tackle the chant. Uh, when there are some representatives from Liga Mekis L3 uh, talking about uh, that effort to talk about uh, to tackle the chant. And I'll steal some lines from a fellow pod member, Tom Marshall, who posted an article last week on ESPN that stated that during the weeks 11 through 14, there will be a series of informative and educational warnings about what will happen in the future if the goalkeeper chant or any other discriminatory behavior is heard inside the stadium. Uh, I can't speak for other Liga Mekis games because I wasn't in attendance for those other games, but at the Estado Caliente in Tijuana, uh, the PA system uh, made two separate uh, warnings before the game, uh, denouncing the goalkeeper chant and denouncing any other racist chants that could eventually postpone or suspend Cholos games going forward. Uh, it was good to hear, but the only weird thing is that the announcement seemed to focus more on the fight towards racist chanting, which is definitely not a problem at Cholos games. 
as opposed to focusing on the goalkeeper chant, which is 100% a problem. But either way, it definitely made an impact. Uh, the goalkeeper chant is usually quite audible uh, during most uh, goal kicks for the opposition. But I only heard it twice last night. So still not good to hear the goalkeeper chant, but only hearing it twice as opposed to a number of times uh, still a big step in the right direction. So hopefully it seems like uh, the fans are definitely listening. So that's it for the midweek review. We've got one more game tonight. Uh, that's this Thursday between Toluca and San Luis. And then after that, we've got week 12. And it's going to be a fascinating week 12 in Liga Mekis. We've got Monterrey versus Tigres. We've got Club America versus Chivas. It's a huge weekend. I'm sure we'll be talking about plenty uh, next Monday on the Mexican Soccer Show. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, guys, for listening to this mini pod. And, uh, yeah, we'll be seeing you guys next week.